not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And oftentimes, the most righteous thing you can do is shake the table. I'm asking you to believe, not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. There is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. What's up, Bulls, and welcome to Lead On Podcast, a podcast designed to foster leadership development by talking to real leaders. Let's lean in and lead on. Hey, Bulls, welcome back to Lead On. You're here with Sarah and Kelsey. Happy Monday. Today, Sarah and I are here with Dominic Floro. Dominic has an associate's degree in communication, marketing, and public relations, a bachelor's of science in business management and economics, and a micro MBA from University at Buffalo. Dominic worked in the corporate world for 17 years, and then in July 2020, he transitioned into a nonprofit company. Dominic also has two siblings that currently work at UB, Phyllis Floro. Be sure to check out her lead on episode 14, and Carmela Marancino, um, the administrative assistant to the Dean of Students. Dominic, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. We're excited to chat with you a little bit more today. Um, so to kind of get us started, we'd love to hear a little bit more about your career, how you got there, what you did, and then what made you finally change gears after 17 years? Well, it's, it can be as long or short a story as I can try to make it, but um, basically, you know, starting out as a young kid, even doing simple things of pumping gas and getting involved with customer relations at 12 years old and, and going into um, small businesses and, and trying to continue to get educated and, you know, started out right out of college going into a, a non-for-profit organization, similar to exactly what I'm doing now. And my heart was always in that. It was a great opportunity. I enjoyed working with the people that I provided services to or we did as an agency. Um, then, you know, just in passing, you, you find new opportunities that knock on your door. I ended up in an advertising marketing kind of um, company and um, kind of tied more to my degree at that point. Financially, it was great, uh, but it also was the stepping stone to a great um opportunity to work with some high functioning or not high functioning, but high performing sales teams that taught me a new management style, you know, how to be there for them and, um, and, and how to hold them accountable and have that fine balance. Um, then, you know, I got recruited into going into the pharmaceutical industry, which at the time was like the hottest thing, you know, it's like buying a stock, you want to get in at the right time. And it was the right time, you know, we're going back to, uh, 2002 and, um, I wasn't looking to leave where I was at. I just, this happened and, and I ended up walking into it and, you know, 18 years later, things came to an end. Uh, I grew throughout the agents or the company and did, did some traveling around and trying to have that work-life balance, which was a bit crazy. And, but again, it taught me so many different ways to work with people um, and to what's the most important things. And then when that came to an end in 2020, walking in face first to a pandemic, but my goal was, is to not chase them. The mighty dollar and to really just look out and say how do i make a difference whether that's volunteering or whether that's um working for an agency like i am now and when this this job popped up i saw it and i just knew i said that's going to be my job you know i'm going to go make a difference and um so far so good i love that it's funny that you mentioned kind of having that passion and, and it sounds like you kind of found like found your way back home again 
Um, we were talking to somebody in a couple episodes um, previous, and he had mentioned that he was so focused on that heart work. So not the hard work, but that heart work. And that sounds a lot like what you did. And so that's important to recognize. Like I think a lot of students are told, go chase the money, go where the money is. But after you know some time, yeah, the money is great. We love it. Um, but it doesn't fulfill us as much as I think it, it does. And I think to that point, we need the money um, to yeah. different things. You know, I have two daughters who want to put them through college and, and, yep. and show them the right path. And hopefully mm-hmm. they won't have a lot of debt when they get out. And, so the money is so important, but still it's if you care for the people, even in a money situation or a for-profit operation like I was in, if you take care of the people first, the strategies all take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. The goals are great, um, building that quality culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned a lot from that and I'm carrying that over to, to you know, everything is a learning experience and yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah. And, and that's like what leaders do is like kind of cultivate that culture where their team um, is confident to um, drive. And if you're showing that passion, then like you're, it's very easy for like your team to kind of follow suit. Um, so on top of that being like a skill of a leader, it can be really challenging um, to make transitions and leaders often have to make these like challenging um, decisions and choices and um what kind of helped you make the change um, to go into the nonprofit sector and why is it important for leaders to face these different challenges head on? I think, you know, in, in, in the not-for-profit world, um, finding people with experience um, and those those of us, I will say us, um, who have been through the, the world um, for as many years as I have in the business world, it, it's like to be able to bring those skill sets to someone to an agency and help them at a high level this is huge um i highly recommend it i mean the feeling again that you get in your heart every day when things are going the way they're supposed to it's, it's just great you know and always um you know looking to help others i think the hardest part for me is that i'm a i'm a fast moving closer and to always pace yourself in the situation that you're in and to trust in the people that are in the places giving them the opportunity uh learn first uh, action second, um, pick up on what they already know, understand how they work, support the things that they're doing. And I think it going into the not-for-profit, it is a different mindset than what I was in. What I was in was, a, was you know, it was a lot of days of long hours and long weekends and long everything. And, and not that this the time isn't invested in this, but it just moves at a different pace. So I think whatever the situation, whether you're going into not-for-profit from the profit world or the other way around, or you're going from profit to profit, not profit, it doesn't matter. I think it really comes down to look at your environment, see the people for who they are, um, believe in them, don't really judge them based on what what you've read in their file, but give them a fighting chance to start over. It's their first opportunity with you. And and to build a team with them. So I think it's it's understanding your environment. Yeah, oh, I definitely agree with that. Um, and I think that leads us nicely into our next question. Um, you kind of mentioned uh, a little bit about how you learned and grown within your management style, but we're curious to know, what do you think your leadership style is and how do you tend to foster growth within your styles? Well, I think what I learned over time, I mean, when I, you know, growing up, I mean, I'm, I'm not a young guy by any means, but, uh, you know, growing up, it was different because you work for a company or a boss who just told you do that and do it right. Otherwise, today's not good. Tomorrow's not going to look good for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the world changed in a, you know, from a human resources standpoint, 
no one should be held to the standards of what human resources sets up for us. It should be the right thing to do. So I, I you know, growing up that way and transitioning through my life to better understanding that if you don't tell people what to do, but more be, you know, be people focused, like I said earlier, it fosters a better culture. Mm-hmm. I think personally and professionally, they reach their goals, understanding what they're up against. Cause I think some leaders make the mistake of doing where it's, well, I want my boss to treat me this way, but I'm going to treat you this way. No, I think it's understanding what they're going through. If they're, if their kid plays a sport and you can help them get to see a game, nothing is more important. Their kids should see them in the audience or on the field. And I think that it's important to understand that they, that, you know, if you, if you are with them and try to help them manage their life without making excuses for it, not uh, letting the business suffer in any way because of the things that they need to do, but understanding what they're up against at times. And I think taking a breath and asking somebody how they're doing. And I think um, taking that time is important and that fosters a good relationship with them. At the same time, when somebody wants to push back and be hardcore and and mistake your kindness for something that it's not, Mm -hmm. I think that's when you need to step up and say, look, you know, I've been nothing but kind to you. I've been nothing but understanding for you, but it's, I still have to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, you're, you're not too good at saying thank you and I'm sorry, you know, the way I do to you. So mm-hmm. let's get back, let's reel it back in, let's start over now. You know how I feel because I've completely understood how you felt. So I think it's important to run that kind of culture where there's, you know, you're holding them to a standard, yet you want that, you want to have fun. You think, I, I believe that you can laugh in a business while you're doing production, like saying some of our production sites. We try it when I get involved and I'll step up to the table and I'm standing around people we provide services to. I want to show them that we can sing and laugh and joke around. And if I look over and somebody's doing a little dance, it, it makes my day. It's like the best thing in the world. Yet the goals are being met or overachieved mm-hmm. because they're lighthearted and happy. Under stress, no one succeeds. So if that sums it up kind of in a long version, it's it's really all of a little bit of that that makes yeah. it important for me so far. But I learned it over a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, definitely. So kind of transitioning into like what makes up your team, um, when you're establishing a team, like what do you look for when making your hiring decisions? What traits do you value most in others um, that work for you? You know, I think it's a burning desire. Um, they have to have it or they have to have some goals that are set up. I mean, I've worked with people or hired people who no one would give them a chance. Um, let's say, especially in a sales environment, they wouldn't give them an opportunity to get started. Well, how does somebody coming out of college who wants to go into some type of a sales career or any career mm-hmm. get started if no one is willing to take a chance? Yeah. Um, and it can't always be an unpaid internship. People don't have the time to work a full-time job, full-time school, and, um, you know, do a free internship. I did them, I probably did them, and and that's a great opportunity, but I think that um, giving people a chance when you see that they have the willingness to want it, then teach them, take the time. One of my favorite things to do when I was in my past job, we had a training department. Well, when I got there, we didn't. We kind of got established through efforts of my own to, to get it going, but it was a whole department that had no training, but yet there wasn't a single training class that I didn't walk into every single day and sit down multiple times a day to hear their stories, tell them stories, give them situations of things that happened, hoping that they hit the ground running. And I think when you get somebody involved where you give them that fighting chance, they they commit to the job. You know, I remember somebody that I had that 
came in, they weren't there for the long term, they were there for experience. I said, give me three solid years, do a great job, come to work every day, be respectful, learn everything you can learn, and this will launch pad you into the better, the better job that you're looking for down the road or growing throughout our company. One way or the other, that'll determine itself down the road. But right now, let's focus on each day. Learn, I'll teach you everything that I can teach you. I, I look forward to teaching um, new and up and coming people um, that have that passion. So when you, then when you turn it into, like say an agency situation like mine that I'm in now, it's, and you know, like we did this, um, this assessment and I happen to fall into um, the categories where my heart is, is right out there. And I, and I think that it, I think that could go for anything. It, I think the job will determine your assessment sometimes a little bit, but if you truly care for the people and you truly care for the work you're doing, things just work themselves out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do that a lot where somebody will say, geez, how are we going to pull that off? And I go, it's going to happen. We're going to move in the right direction and things are going to work out. Um, and they generally do. I got to be honest, they generally do. So thankfully, um, so I, I think looking for, to, to shorten the answer now at the end is, is that I think it, it really comes down to finding a person who has a passion and long-term goals, short-term goals, willingness to learn, and will do the hard work, you know, like we all have to do to really have the experience. You know, my experience is a lifetime of learning and, and, and you know, really battling it out, you know, and listening to everybody I could, mm-hmm. taking the best from everybody I learned from and making it my own, you know. So I guess I stole it all, right, in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who kind of just started their career path, too, um, I definitely appreciate leaders, managers like you that are willing to take that chance because sometimes those there are lots of transferable skills out there. We constantly mm-hmm. tell our students, hey, make sure you have those transferable skills. They're super important. But a lot of the times there are lots of employers that kind of look at those for face value. Is it exactly the experience I'm looking for? No, then we don't want you. Um, but Oftentimes, they're fantastic. I mean, I came into this job with a, a background in recruiting and sales, a, a, a dabble in accounting. I don't know where that came from, but it did. <laughs> but here, it, it's made me better because I'm better able to talk to people. I'm, I'm a better mm-hmm. communicator. Um, and they were willing to take a chance on me and say, hey, like, you have this opportunity. You have some of the skills that we're looking for, but let's train you. Um, and I've seen all over LinkedIn, too, like the best managers, the best leaders are the ones that take people in, recognize their potential help cultivate that potential knowing full well that they're going to take that somewhere else one day. Um, yeah. And I think that's awesome. It's super yeah. commendable. So thank you. And I think just like that trust and I'm sitting here thinking yeah. back to um, the like Buffalo, the Bills versus Titans game um, when it was like a couple of seconds left and the Bills ended up doing, trying to go for like a conversion or wanting to go for a first down and um, coach McDermott trusted his team and, um, I remember like listening to an interview that Josh like was talking about after and was like that meant a lot that he trusted us like although we didn't succeed like knowing that our coach has our back and so the same kind of thing if like you're an employee and know that your supervisor has your back and the decisions you make I think that can go um, a long way and that's just my plug for being a Bills fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, um, I, I think too, it, you know, it's, it's uh, finding that trust that empowers people. So managing mm-hmm. empower versus manage, micromanage. You mm-hmm. know, I've always said, yes. if you micromanage, if I'm capable of micromanaging, I can be really, really good at it. If you'd like me to, I just think we're all kind of be extremely miserable. Mm-hmm. And much easier to do the job than to avoid doing the job. Um, and, and, you know, to, to your point too, um, the earlier point is, is that, 
you know, we all sat on a curb when we were kids and said we were going to be astronauts and firemen and all these different things. And then life takes its course and you find yourself. I didn't pursue pharmaceuticals. It found me. And then I ended up mm-hmm. doing pretty good at it. I mean, I was okay at it. Right. So, um, you know, but it's like, we all don't, we don't set out to do what we ultimately end up doing, but when the doors are there or the, the why in the road is there, you have to make the decision that yeah. makes sense at the time. You know, even advertising in 2000, and I'll go back, it was phone book advertising. So you might be sitting on one right now, but you're probably using <laughs> one. And it's, um, you know, but it was a choice at the time, like it was right in front of me, but I yeah. love the company and the people. I still talk to them from 20 years ago and, some of the greatest people I ever met. I didn't want to leave there, but it was like that why in the road situation, you know, and yeah. make, a, make a decision. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, we usually like to close our episodes with some advice. And I think you've given us some great advice so far, but I'd love to know what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? And are you willing to share it? <laughs> best piece of advice I was ever given. Um, you know, I think there's been so much throughout the years. Um, you know, simple stuff like, you know, even when you're frustrated and you're writing an email, put out your, put out the worst of it on the paper first, then go back and read it about a hundred times and take all the emotion out of it, get to the point, mm-hmm. you know, get the fact that it's going to be a clean message. Even if it's not a positive message, it doesn't have to be delivered incorrectly. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Don't be too quick to, uh, to make a decision. I think that's sometimes, you know, um, we all want to fix things as fast as they happen. But unless you're an emergency room doctor or nurse, I don't think the emergencies is important, like the ones I deal with, right? Um, generally, they're just things that have to be worked out. So if you have the moment to think, take the moment to think, I think is important, or I think, I said think twice, is important. And then um, I guess staying that, that people focus concept, because without people, you're not driving anything. You'll just be standing all by yourself. Um, I said to somebody one time, you know, we are, there are a lot of self, um, you know, people who say, oh, I'm a leader. Well, are you? If you turn around and no one's following you, I say you're not. If you turn around and there's people running to chase you and to come along with you, I believe that's, that is, um, then you are a leader. You're leading people. And um, I would say, I, I mean, I got so many things that I think and so much advice that I could give. Um, and I guess, I guess my LinkedIn page, I know we connected, uh, you know, go there. It's got some information. I try to post things that are positive. Um, nothing worth posting negative. I don't want to do any of that. And mm-hmm. I think just simple philosophies, you know, and, and yeah. it comes down to treating people the way you want to be treated. Yeah, I love that. Well, Dominic, thank you so much for joining us today and having this really wonderful conversation. I think it was a really great reminder for both um, students who are going to jobs and employers who are hiring. Um, be kind to people, learn how to trust, um, follow your passions. Make sure you have some, you know, financial stability behind that too. It's always important. <laughs> um, but, you know, make sure that you're uh, moving yourself forward. So we want to thank you so much for being here today. Um, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was great for me too. Yeah. <laughs> thank awesome. you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Lead On. We hope you join us next week to discover more secrets of great leadership. In the meantime, lean in and lead on.